Oh, that's fine. Whichever. Can, there's however. a trash can. There are two trash cans in the in the uh, bathroom. Came from Costco where I had a polar sausage. <laughs> oh my! That sounds delicious. So. Oh, it is. They're, they're a dollar fifty with with a bottomless soda, and you don't have to belong to go to the um, the cafeteria because it's outside. Oh, this sounds very good. Does it? I'm okay. very pleased with lovely. the way this sounds. That's lovely. Oh, I thought you meant the, the Polish sausage deal. Well, yeah. That too. <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode five of Carry On. I am Kat, one of your hosts. Hi, I'm Alec Wells, the other host. Uh-huh. And with us today in our first crossover episode, <laughs> I can say that because we have the host of another podcast here, is... Uh, Marshall, your guest. Yep. This is Marshall Hicks. Uh, readers, uh, readers, oh boy, who needs a cocktail? Not me, I have one. Um, uh, listeners of Boys and Ghouls podcast will recognize this voice very well. Um, Marshall and I co-host that podcast, so he's he's on Carry On today, which is decidedly different. I'm really excited about it because mm. it's one of those strange things where you're kind of a pseudo-celebrity in my ears because oh, okay. I listen to you all the time. We don't see each other a lot. And True. Of course, I know you, but um, I, you I hear listen about, to you, you all he, the And time. you hear about I him hear a lot. I hear about you all the time. So actually, it's I like, feel like I'm out of place Look, here, really, it's the honestly. guy who plays Marshall Hicks. Yeah, it's yeah. really strange. I hope you're as cool in real life as you are <laughs> on the podcast. I do. I already realize I'm a little uh, off-put at the moment because I'm used to um, podcasting with Kat. And when she said uh, readers instead of listeners, I was just like, I'll just edit that out. Yeah. <laughs> because unlike this podcast, no. uh, Boys and Ghouls is heavily edited. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're um, not going to be, we don't, we're, I, I don't think I'll be editing much out. So it, it, really anything dumb that yeah, comes out of your mouth. This is gonna, one plays it fast and loose. Up. Yeah. It's yeah. pretty raw. Um, it's pretty raw. By the way, let me just clarify. If anyone's listening to this who truly, who, who doesn't know us, which would be a miracle, um, and doesn't know what Boys and Ghouls is, I keep saying that, um, Boys and Ghouls podcast is a monthly horror podcast that Marshall and I host. So we, we cover like horror movies and TV and spooky all happenings, spooky. all things spooky. And it's good fun and you can find us on iTunes. And I want to say that um, if you like my banter, uh, our banter uh-huh. uh, on this podcast, then check us out on Boys and Ghouls. Just because it's a horror podcast, uh, we don't get dark uh, just for the subject material. We uh, It's actually quite light. It's good it's, fun. It's pretty yeah. light, actually. Uh, what you hear is what you get. That's right. Right now. Only in that we'd be talking about um, not sex in the city. Mm-hmm. Now, but they say never meet your heroes, but I'm talking mm. to you now. <laughs> and I've met you. Just don't let me down. Is all I'm saying, yeah. please. So since I'll, I'll bring my A game. Do you feel like? Sorry, I don't mean to no, keep okay. interrupting, but um, so this is the Sex in the City podcast. We mm. talk about um every episode chronologically. We have a guest on each week, and then the first question we like to ask of the guest if they're new. Um, and hopefully we'll get to have you back again for other episodes. Sure, well, I understand there's 94 episodes, so yeah, I think so. Uh-huh. Yes. Plus two movies. <laughs> so the question that we like to ask when we have someone on for the first time is, how did you discover Sex in the City, or what was your first encounter with the show? Well, I'm, I'm older than the both of you. Not by tons. Yeah. But old enough that it was no longer, um, ooh, I'm getting away with something. Mm-hmm. Uh, by the way, I listened to your first uh, episode, uh-huh. okay. so I know you're you're coming from that perspective. Yes. So it was just another bit of a quality television on HBO, which um, I don't think Sopranos had come out yet. So mm-hmm. it wasn't like 
they, they hadn't reached that cachet yeah yet, but they were still good and i had been watching hbo shows for years and years do you feel like speaking of hbo reaching that certain height or cachet of, of quality or premium television do you feel like sex in the city is unjustly left out of that paradigm shift no no um if nothing else when everything went up you know like um what's it called like like high water raises all boats right when um when the sopranos raised the water sex in the city went with it okay okay so i feel it, it however really... uh dream on got left behind i came up on dream on so when it when it comes to a uh, ribald television yes on hbo um the amount of sex in sex in the city uh was nothing new because right. like like Dream On hadn't really covered that. Remind like, me, Dream in terms on? of quantity at least. Dream On. The only thing I remember from Dream On is that it was Wendy Malick. Oh yeah. And it was like Scrubs. Wendy Malick. She was the the comedian. No, no, Wendy. Well, I don't know if she was a comedian, but she was on Just Shoot Me. She played mm-hmm. the oh, oh, oh. model turned editor. I'm journalist. so sorry. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. I don't know the gentleman's uh, name who played the lead character. Brian. That's right. His last name is. I don't know how to spell that. Uh huh. <laughs> I I I've recently been in like discussions with him because I've uh, a friend who loves Radioland Murders. Was he in that? He's the star of it, oh, and okay. as much as I like him, I always have to say like, oh, I really like him, but I don't think he was right for that movie. Yeah. So okay, so you weren't you you didn't approach Sex and the City's like, ooh, this is scandalous. No. Did you ever that, watch the episodes? I, oh yeah, lots. 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 And, and you did you and you watched them when they came out. Yeah, as they came out. Uh, with Cat, I watched my only episode of a, a TBS edited. Oh sure. For, um, <laughs> yeah. and, and it was an episode. When that, did we do that? It was after we watched a horror movie. Okay. You're like, oh, let's see what's on TV, and you're like, hey, it's a Sex in the City episode edited for television. I did this for you. And I was like, oh look, I knew, like even epi- there was plenty of episodes I hadn't seen, but there's yeah. um, episodes I'd hear about. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, it's one of three episodes where Samantha becomes a lesbian. This oh. is, oh, this is going to be hot. Oy. Yeah. And it was not. No, no. not on TV. No. And and incidentally, not, 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 not on, on TV. <laughs> no. no, we we're not it's fans really of the not. Maria. We're not fans of that storyline. Well, actually. so would you, since you watched it at the mm-hmm. time, which uh, for me, the I think the only season I actually watched when it was on was the second half of the sixth season, which was two thousand four. So I I had tuned out by then. Yeah. Well, not tuned out. Um, moved and didn't get cable. Mm-hmm. Got it. Now, would you when you did have cable, would you go? Oh, it's Sunday night. Uh, Sex and the City's coming on. I want to catch it. Or was it just like, oh, if I see a rerun, I'll keep it on. Sunday night would would mean The Simpsons. Yes. Definitely. Although Sex and the City didn't come on till later. Yeah. So it sort of depended where I was. Got it. Uh, I'll say this. I, I hung with some open-minded fellows. Yep. Uh, I remember with them watching um, uh, Margaret Cho. Sure. Oh. love Margaret Cho. Who funny. has uh, an appearance on Sex and the City in season three, I think? Four? I remember um, saying, I remember coming late to a, a gathering and being like, sorry, I'm late. Margaret Cho is on. And they're like, oh, we get <laughs> uh... it. When I was approached for the episode last night, I, yeah. I had to ask, is it a... Mr. Big episode, and I was told no, but that's okay. And I said, because I have that story, and I really can't be on a Sex in the Please. City podcast. Okay, just to not build it up anymore. I was in a, a touristy area of Hollywood, mm-hmm. uh, minding my own business. Do you want to say where? No. Okay. When and, was it? Uh, before my beard. Okay. 
and which is also key to the story. <laughs> I have a beard now. I had no beard then. Yeah, PB, pre-beard. I was wearing, so this will put it like before, like like five years ago. Okay. Uh, wearing, but only khakis and a black uh, t-shirt. Mm-hmm. Uh, walking along, minding my own business, when a tourist goes, um, are you big? And I'm, I'm 6'2", and I'm, I'm broad of <laughs> Broad of shoulder. Uh, so I was like, yeah, I'm big. And she goes, can I have my picture with you? Which, if you're in tourist areas as much as I am, uh, sometimes Asians would want their yep. picture with me because I'm exotic <laughs> yeah. to them. Uh, so I was like, yeah, all right. And so she like like, like had to like walk over to me and she gives her camera to her husband and she's like, uh, you are Mr. Big, aren't you? And I go, oh boy. Chris Noth? <laughs> And then I, and then she's looking so like like expectant. She's so excited because she came to Hollywood to see a star. Yep. See, I don't look that much like him. You know, I I've, see it like, though. Like I a, see a, it a sketch artist might get us mixed. You know, if, yeah. If, if I committed a crime, someone might you know totally call Agreed. in Chris Noth. Yeah. Um, but she came to Hollywood hoping to see a star, so she kind of had those goggles on. Yes. Mm-hmm. So she's like, I was like Chris Noth, and she's like, eh? and I went, yeah. Uh, meanwhile her husband's holding the camera going he ain't no mr big and i knew this wasn't so long ago that it wasn't digital photography right i knew within a minute after my leaving she'd look at the camera and go like oh it's just some dude that's uh, so, so I post. I wonder if they still tell the story probably i'll I'll bet the husband tells the story yeah 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 to that's be on great. the other side of that one. Yeah. I mean, they sucked me into their weirdness, but it's okay. True. That's true. Yeah, you didn't push yourself on them. You weren't saying like, hey, Mr. Big over here. You yeah. want a picture with Mr. Big? Who wants, yeah. Who wants a $5? Like, like the, uh, $5. It, it's like, don't go over to the Spider-Man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm the real deal. So, um, yeah, so I posed for the picture and I was like, well, and I was thinking like, what would Chris Noth say when, when meeting a fan? Right. I went, stay sexy. <laughs> and, wow. and, and split wow. so actually, did you have another question for him quickly before we talk about that oh yeah I mean it's just irrelevant but um, that, no, well, that, then, the anecdote has don't. ended <laughs> end anecdote um, when did you move to LA what year oh two. Oh two. so how, were you still watching Sex in the City at that point or had you yeah okay. but um, uh, much like the X-Files, yeah, I preferred what's referred to as the Freak of the Week episodes yeah. rather than the ones that had an, uh, like a season-long arc. the mythology arc. episodes. Yeah, the yeah, ones yeah, where they were sure. like, here's our subject. I'm the same way with comic books, by the way. Yeah. As, as a youth, I'd pick up a comic book, and if I flip, I'd flip to the end, and if it said to be continued, I'd be like, eh. Nope. But if it said the end, yeah. I'd be like, one, please. So you prefer, so you should have very much liked this episode, then. Oh, this was a Sex total monster yeah. of the week. Self-contained. Yeah, yeah very much. Um, so the episode, by the way, we, we, listeners who are familiar now with the show, we just finished watching yep. episode five, The Power of Female Sex, which aired July 5th, 1998. I think it's worth noting, uh, Darren Starr wrote the um, script for this episode, but I happened to go on IMDb and find out that the story credit for this episode is Genji Cohen. Creator of Weeds, creator of Orange is the New Black. And mm-hmm. I saw that at the beginning of the episode and have to say I was a little disappointed um, because I thought she might have brought something a little more unique to the table. Yeah. This was a really, to me, this was a really bland episode. Oh, yeah. Like, this was hard to really watch. generic storyline. Just kind you of... You have to remember, like... Nowhere. The Beatles started with Elvis haircuts. Yeah. 
Then they became the Beatles. I love early Beatles. That's absolutely true. Brian Epstein. Thanks to Brian. Yeah. Well, I mean, okay, I I said this on another episode, so forgive me, but it's the season one-itis thing of they still don't completely know. We get more of Carrie speaking directly to the camera, which I noticed. Oh, oh, yeah. That threw you for a loop. It it threw me, and... Marshall physically reacted at the the first time Sarah Jessica Parker spoke right to the camera. It's almost like she's looking at you. Yeah. Yeah. You know, she and, was. And she in, said, Marshall. And was just like. The truth was, we'd only met a few times. Most people would classify Amelita as Euro trash. Thought she was fun. It, it just wasn't part of uh, what I was used to f- uh, for the show. Right. But it did harken me back to another HBO show, uh, The Hitchhiker. You're too young, you're too young. The Hitchhiker was uh, one of those shows um, <laughs> that, that, that was like bookended by a. Um, like the Crypt Keeper, someone would come uh-huh. on and be You're like... You're making this up. No, okay. It was a hitchhiker. He'd hitchhike from town to town. Yeah. And then he would like encounter what I now realize was nothing but a string of, of yuppies. The, this show just targeted yuppies. Yeah. And then like something horrible would happen to them. And then the hitchhiker would come back in the end and be like, looks like Brian learned his lesson. A little too late though. And then just stick out his thumb and walk away. That actually sounds kind of familiar. But, You're thinking yeah. of Bruce Banner. He doesn't uh, turn into Lou Ferrigno. Yeah. But he would, you know, it would start, he would interact, he, he would like meet the people in question for a little bit, and then just like mid-interaction, just like turn to the camera and be like, uh, you know, she doesn't really know what's important in life, but she's about to learn a lesson or two. This guy sounds like an asshole. Yeah. Just going from He's town to town, town to telling th- people what's wrong with them and then leaving. Yeah. Anyways, uh, <laughs> that, that brought me, that might be a little too inside. <laughs> so okay so but the, the old hbo original series talk right to the camera sure yeah they bit. really loved that. yeah well this that episode so, so this episode starts off um no mr big we start off with carrie and samantha trying to get into balzac yeah um that's like plops in west hollywood <laughs> really unappetizing it's a really unappetizing name <laughs> so there's a place in west hollywood called plops the first time hearing about it. They make I, cake I'll, balls. I'll they make you. cake balls. But it's called Plops. Just had my first cake ball. You did? Turns out Starbucks sells them. Yeah, they they're not do. great my, at Starbucks. My, my, my cousin gives them uh, to her kids if they're well-behaved. And then I realized I was well-behaved, so I had yeah. one. Well, we'll all have Plops later. And then we'll go get cake balls. Hello. Hello. So, you. <laughs> okay, the opening of the episode, here's my first issue mm. maybe this is a like watching this 10 years later i'm this reference is lost on the me. tiny the tiny hat on the hostess well i did think about the tiny hat and that made me think of in living color men on film oh, yeah, yeah. she has a very tiny hat and it's canted just slightly <laughs> oh, just man. like damon wayans it's true two um, snaps up and a kiss so there's a reference that carrie makes she's like there are powerful women in new york or in the world oprah Somebody else, Tina Brown. The most powerful woman in New York is not Tina Brown, or Diane Sawyer, or even Rosie O'Donnell. It's the hostess at Balzac. Who is Tina Brown? Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know. All right, if Marshall doesn't know, nobody <laughs> It's not even worth, let's not even look at I, I wrote down somebody else I didn't know, Which, by the way. I, I do, you know, I'll just assume like a, like a fashion designer, because it was, it was probably like the third in a list. Yeah. And therefore, it's the irreverent one. Sure. sure. So, you know, I only know, like, what, what was it? Was he like... Oprah. No, no, no. Um, the joke she makes later about the only Italian I need to know is... Oh, right. Dolce, Dolce, Dolce. Dolce. Yeah. 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 Okay, so so they're trying to get into ball sack, um, mm-hmm. and their their hostess who has her tiny hat and her French twist, it's very dated, um, 
won't let them in, and Samantha's very upset, blah, blah, blah. Carrie goes shoe shopping um, as, quote, research for a column. Really, she just loves to shop for shoes, and she goes to Dolce & Gabbana, yeah. at which point she goes to buy the shoes, and then the voiceover says, I was already, I was already deciding to return them when... And then the sales guy comes up to her, gets off the phone with the credit card company, walks Mm -hmm. up to her and Uh snaps her credit, cuts her credit card in two in front of her face and says, they told me to do that. Is, can you do that? Can they do that? I think by law of hilarious TV, you can, Yeah. (laughs) but only for that reason. I I, I think they have to. I, I, I defer to say anything where, uh, the store clerk takes pity on, on John Mooney and says, you can keep it if you want to. Yeah. And uh, that just makes it hurt more. This is the second conversation you and I have had in, in two days about say anything. Maybe there'll be a third. Yeah. I you just, never know. What, what, more than him cutting it up with the scissors, what bothered me was that that didn't phase Carrie at no. all. No. Like, no. She was not bothered by that. She wasn't bothered by the fact that this credit card must be like two times maxed out. Yeah. If they want to talk to her and they made him scissor it in front right. of her. I mean, you don't do that. If you just are late on one payment, you yeah. are completely sure. fucked at that point. Uh, so, so, but Carrie doesn't have long to be upset about her misfortune because her, her worldly friend Amelita shows up. Who I'm gonna stop trying to do her accent, but this like worldly European Euro socialite. Trash. Yeah, so says Carrie. Carrie says other people consider her Euro trash, but that Carrie kind of likes her. She shows up with mm-hmm. this. Boyfriend of hers. His family has this gigantic ranch in Argentina. Very, very wealthy. He has a tiny little penis, but he knows exactly how to use it. Oh. Wave, darling. Wave. <laughs> um, and buys the shoes for Carrie. And Carrie's like, I can't. Okay. Um, okay, so I... What are you... Marshall, what was your impression mm. of this whole storyline? What, what did you think about Amelita? I, I was only wondering uh, if we would ever see her again. Or yeah. was she just we a device? We never see her again. We I never mean, see my, her again. I assume we never see her again. No, we never ever see her again. And in fact, um, then you know... Is she okay? As I was going... Is she a pimp? Like a female well, pimp? Well, hold on. Because they... That term is I have, uh, to, I have to pause a you madam. here. A madam. Is she a I have madam? to pause you okay. here. Okay. We'll talk about that in a moment. Mm. Um, the, mo- the important thing is, I went to go look up this actress um, on IMDb. Dead? No. Before uh, before we started recording. And thinking I'd see that this was like one of the only things she did. She's she's done some stuff. What really struck me, her name's Carol Raphael Davis. What really struck me is her her IMDB profile. Blah blah blah, moved all over the world as a kid. Carol modeled for Playboy magazine. Okay. Mm-hmm. Was pet of the month in 1980 under the name Tamra, and pet of the year runner-up for Penthouse in 1981. Okay. Okay. Um, haha. Okay. She sang in nightclubs. As a singer, songwriter, and recording artist, she was signed to Warner Brother Records in 1989. Blah blah. A whole bunch of incredible music stuff, like how she wrote a, the song "Slow Love" for Prince on his Grammy award-winning album "Sign of the Times." Blah blah. Sony France for Europe. She's also a writer. She wrote scripts for DreamWorks. She co-wrote an animated series, Mean Girls. Um, blah, blah, lots more writing stuff. Carol is the West Coast director of the Companion Animal Protection Society, a national nonprofit organization that investigates puppy mills. She's married to an Emmy Award winning comedy writer. Yeah. No, no, no. What I'm saying is 
this woman has done everything. Like, she's way cooler than any of us. But she's playing a woman. She's a contributor to, like, all these pet magazines. She's a writer. She's a singer. She was a sex pot. She's an actress. She's like Ferna Gump. Ferna. (laughs) Ferna. Yeah. That was beautiful. No, I loved it. No. Um, um, That's all. I better workshop that one for a while. Often we'll look up these, sometimes we'll look up these actors from these shows. You know, we look up the guy who played The Bone in, you know, episode two, Mm -hmm. and we're like, oh, what did The Bone do? Like, this character's name. Oh, Derek, he's not done anything else, and he really hasn't. And we're like, oh, uh, clearly. I mean, this, I'm just saying, this woman has an impressive life. That's all. Well, I still hate her. Um, let, <laughs> yeah. me, let me ask you this question, which thematically, mm. the episode is daring to ask the question, which they ask like six more times on this show. Exchanging money for sex, um, sex being uh, a, a sort of power that a woman can yield over a man, and is it okay to yield that? I do think that there's something interesting perhaps to explore in that. Um, Does the episode really explore it? But no, it no. doesn't. It, it very superficially touches I on feel it like and then d- never answers it. It lets us know that's a question. <laughs> yeah, I feel like that's a good right. point. I feel like we had they had a lot of we had a lot of discussion with the women um, uh, in the episode. I think it was episode two where they're sitting around the table and Charlotte. They're all talking about their bodies and how and they're like there was a whole lot of. Um, exposition on that and a whole lot of dissection on it and whether or not we liked what the girls had to say. But here, it's like they have two very brief conversations about this where Samantha's like, it's an exchange of power. I think it's great. Miranda's like, that's so dangerous because that's her favorite thing to say and and I love it. Um, And then you're right. That's it. We We don't really get... Carrie's like, hmm, I guess I'll take the money. And then at the end of the episode just kind of is like, I set... I think the line is, "I set my price for a for a one night stand." Yeah, I assumed Yipes. I assumed that she wouldn't take the money, and I was surprised well, and delighted that she did because I wanted her to take. Oh the yeah, money. I, I got here in caps. What will she do with the money? <laughs> yeah. uh, you could say lesser shows or better shows uh, would have made a point of like I contributed the money to this charity, or there'd be a peripheral character. Yeah. Uh, introduced early on, who turns out could really use it. Yes. Oh, right. And then yes. and she gets all, or like maybe she'll just pay off a credit card. Yeah. Or, or right. something. But in this case, all it's those like, options would have been interesting. Or pay that woman back for the shoes that she got. Sure. Um, or paid it forward. Bought yeah. somebody else a pair of shoes. Yeah. Uh, with the with the one thousand dollars. Like and she that's does, like nineteen what ninety eight dollars. Or like she yeah. does in um in season four or five when they go to Atlantic City and she gets the thousand dollar chip. That's right. And she, she takes him to dinner. She well she takes him to dinner. No, she takes him to dinner before on her own dime. The thousand dollar chip. She says she's gonna. She decides she's gonna take everybody to see ZZ Top in the oh, you right, know right, right, right. whatever. But then ultimately she winds up betting it, and then it you know loses yeah. it. But I guess we should explain very quickly that Carrie has a one night stand with this French architect that is introduced to her by Amelia. Yeah. The next morning he leaves, and he leaves her a thousand dollars on the bedside yeah, table. That's so what that's we're talking what we're, about. That's yeah. what we're with yeah. with a note and an envelope. It wasn't just like thrown on her. Yes. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. And she had previously mentioned that she was having money issues. Yeah. So she maybe it was it purely... She has a gift. substance abuse problem. And that substance is quality footwear. Yeah. That's right. It's very Cute clever. saxophone. So yeah, that's mm-hmm. just kind of like... They just use... 
I feel bad for the guy because he does seem like a genuinely nice guy. And I, I mean, Alec, you raised the question. You're like, well, is Amelita like a high priced madam? Like, yeah. is that what she's doing? I never, I never really got. I mean, I know they, they outwardly question it, but like when I've watched this episode before, I, it never occurred to me like, oh, she probably is. What if? Because I don't think she is. Is she? Well, mm. I mean, the, okay. The another thing that they posed that I thought was interesting. And the truth is, I actually know people like this. They're not they're not friends of mine, but they're like friends of friends. Girls who don't have a job and they kind of like date guys and that is their income. No. Yeah, totally. You don't. I do. I wouldn't say the name, but I do and I'll tell you later. <laughs> Weird. Yeah. But I mean, and and you you ask yourself the question, well, in a way is that person prostituting themselves? Or is that just that money a byproduct of the relationship and, you know, it's not uh, an exchange, a good for a service kind of deal? Oh, uh, it is really complicated. Well, it's like, it's like, um, Samantha says uh, very controversially. Sweetheart, men give, women receive. It's biological destiny. And Miranda's like, whoa, that's, you know, that's an excuse that yeah. men have been using to you know, enslave women and um, keep women down since the beginning of time. But for Samantha, it's very flip. And I don't know, I mean, my personal 21st century opinion is like, how, as a self-respecting woman, like, why wouldn't you want to try to, like, earn a living? Um, And just, I just feel like, how can you, I just feel like floating around and going, well, other people will take care of me and just dating men. It, it just seems inherently manipulative. Like, what what would you do if you couldn't get a date? Does, what are you going to do when you're 50 and the kinds of men you're looking to have are on moved on to younger women? Does this storyline still hold up today? Do you think that this story could be told on girls um, or like an end? Well, that's, that's the question. Um, have you watched much would, girls? I've, I've seen all the girls. <laughs> yes, you have. <laughs> and, well, I'll, I'll just um, add to this where my mind already was, uh, which is, um, what if on girls, a girl leaves a guy money? Yeah. Just for the switcheroo. Right. Mm, that would happen would, on girls. Would, would that make uh, the guy... A prostitute? I don't think it's or... as inherently compelling. I mean, just because of... Uh, I think it's interesting in the idea that it mm. it flips it around, but... That's why I'm I not a writer that, for girls. Well, <laughs> the only reason I say that is throw away my spec. <laughs> this is like... <laughs> it's all over. This is like thousands of years of gender norms that we're dealing with here, and a man getting paid for sex... Not that every man would feel this way. This is a gross generalization, but most men would be like, "Oh my God, I got to have sex, and I got money for having oh, yeah. sex. Yeah, that's really awesome." Um, whereas a girl, forget even that money is there. Sometimes, again, gross generalization. After having like a one night stand, already feels a little bit used, a little bit objectified especially if the guy just gets up and leaves like this french architect did which he kind of reminded me of a bond villain by the way didn't like, I he just got the that i thought i thought yeah. i this guy looked so familiar and i looked him up before we started because i was i was like well, he's got that striking that chiseled jaw he's not really done that much i thought for sure there I, there'd be something else where i'd be like oh my god he was in that thing not not so much um so let's uh you can also, also say the 
I'm sorry. No, I just feel I haven't answered his question very well. Um, As far as, like, does it still hold up? Sort of. Also, though, the economy is different now. Yeah. The value of money has changed. Mm. Yeah. Um, You might also say, has the value people put on their own sex changed? Yeah. Uh, I would say, yes, it's gone down a little, Mm -hmm. uh, while the importance of money has gone up some. So that would make it less of an issue. Yeah. At this, uh, the person would just be like, "Oh, thank God, I can make rent." Because what if, you know, and I I guess uh, changing gears is just something that was on my own mind. Uh, What if he left behind a gift card? Yeah. For a thousand dollars, and it wasn't like cash. Yeah. What if he did a thousand dollars of work on her car with his own two hands? Yeah. Hmm. Uh, Or just bought her something that had a market value of $1,000, yeah. like a laptop. There's something seedy just about, about literal tender, cash. legal tender. From a guy who was leaving the country and, that, well, you know, American currency would probably go pretty far in Brazil. Yeah. Would it? I don't want to make yeah. any assumptions I about think, Brazilians. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, it would. You'd it just would. show up in the 90s with a bunch of hundreds. Yeah. You'd be a Bond villain. Okay, well, in that case, there goes my, um, uh, I can't use dollars where I'm going theory. <laughs> Um, okay, so let's set that story aside. Just do just you want to talk about Charlotte's story and, and talk about Charlotte's story? So you know when Mar- it's convenient. I, I want to hear. Let's hear Mar- Marshall. Why don't you tell us? Uh, why don't you? I go found over it off putting, and, and, and here's. Oh <laughs> no! Why don't you explain uh, the, the to our, our nope, listeners? You're the only one who can. <laughs> why I, you can say vagina, um, but I will say it. So, or Alec, do you want to? Uh, sure. Oh, vagina, so... I'll say all day. Vagina, vagina, vagina. <laughs> that, that's not the, uh, it, it's got a lovely twist in it. Oh, you're yeah. referring to, you're referring to the other, it's I'll got tell, a, I'll vagina tell the first has half. a lovely twist. Wait, wait, wait. You're referring to the C word. I am. Got it. It yeah. took me a minute. Uh, well, Charlotte, who at this point in the series is, uh, running an art gallery or working for an art gallery. Working for. Uh-huh. A, um. A artist who lives in the country comes in to uh, Neville Morgan, who ne- looks like old Jesus, which is he something does. you never see. Well, because Jesus died yeah. when he was like. 30. I'd love to just Five. have like just kind of artwork done of an old Jesus, depictions of what Jesus might have looked like. You know how like when people go missing hire... for ten years, sure. it's like an artist rendering of what this guy might have looked like. Today. It would probably not look too unlike the actor. Uh, yeah. Long white hair, um, enough of a beard. Yeah. Yep. And so he invites Charlotte up, up to, uh, like, come by the farm. I want to show you my work. And to everybody else, uh, this gets discussed, um, at a poker game. Do they continue to play poker throughout no. the series? No, they were just God, like, no. Brunch in Cosmos. Yeah. But when they first poker started, and they beer. were like, like they're all drinking beer. Well, I think that's the men power sex give sure. and take kind of. Yeah. Right. They're so... supposed to go in with a the theme. I, I think the they, they were just saying like, well, we already had them at brunch in the last episode. They can't be constantly having brunch, can they? Yeah, yeah no, they are always. Turns out, yeah. Yeah. angry fan letter. Why weren't they at brunch this week? <laughs> yeah. yeah. And you know what? They built the brunch set. Then they can use it every week. But this time they were playing poker and the other uh, gals are like, he's going to want to sleep with you. And she's like, should I? Yeah. It'd be really, it'd be a coup to get him in the gallery. Yeah. So we figured that's what's going to happen. But instead there's a lovely twist. Uh, And the twist is uh, he's not planning on sleeping with her, but we know something's going to happen because otherwise why would we bother with the B plot in, sure. in a show that's only half an hour long. I actually rather enjoy this B plot. Yeah. I think it's fun. Uh, he's not lecherous. 
uh, but rather worshipful uh-huh. of the female form, which has, uh, over the years of his career, distilled it down into just giant uh, paintings of the vagina. Which, which he lovingly refers to as cunt. But And as God's force, which mm-hmm. I also like. Yeah, it's, it's sure. the most worshipful way you'll ever hear anyone say cunt, and he keeps saying it, cunt, and then, cunt, cunt. And then his wife comes in with cookies and lemonade, oh, and then she delicious. says it as well. And she actually, what she says, I wrote it down. I bet you have a beautiful cunt, dear. Now, uh, Kat and I recently did an episode that I've been editing and I talked for about five minutes about the, uh, the Hudson Valley school and cut it all out because I don't know enough about art history to really speak authoritatively about it. Right. Which you said when we were recording. Yeah. And when I'm looking for stuff to trim, I just cut that whole section out. Yeah. Uh, I then talked about Van Gogh. It's out too. <laughs> Just like his ear. Uh, nice. Zing. However, uh, Georgia O'Keeffe. Does anybody want to film me? Oh, in? yeah. Yeah. Vaginas. Just vaginas. All so vaginas. Picture a Georgia O'Keeffe, but like nine feet tall. Yeah. Yeah. They're and, actually and, and that's what quite these paintings beautiful. were. Yeah. So, um, Charlotte. What's, here's what's yeah. odd to me about this before we finish out the storyline is that Charlotte is taken aback mm. um, by Naturally. these cooters. Yeah. Um, <laughs> That's the scientific term for it. And um, well, that's strange to me because she presumably went to school for art and now sure. she runs or helps curate an art gallery, which is a very liberal and kind of progressive job where you're going to see a lot of nude forms. Um, why, why is she so surprised? Why is she so Perhaps it, it, it? it may run counter to his previous works. Maybe. And also, Perhaps. like, I think she's just on guard. Because she's presuming he's bringing her out there, and she uh, she doesn't know under what auspices. She doesn't know if she's going to be asked to do something unsavory. Um, but, but you know, Charlotte does open... Like, there are times later in the series where you realize that, yes, Charlotte's very conservative, but within the con- within confines of something she is comfortable with, like marriage, like later there's a whole um, conversation where you find out that, like, she and Trey lick each other's butts all the time. Like, yeah. Trey likes it, I like it. What? We're married. I mean, everyone's super shocked, but I think also within the art world, Charlotte, you do f- see her kind of stepping outside her comfort zone in the art world. Um, this episode being an example. Another example is when she, th- the guy gets her to like cross dress and she, he does yeah. a portrait of her as mm. a man. Um, and I think she's a little taken aback, but like she pretty much, she's like, I'm flattered. But then, yeah, I mean, immediately, this almost is immediately is like, sure. Episode five. And the episodes that I have seen, I don't always recall what order they were in. Right. But one that positively charmed me was one where um, she admits to have never really seen her own vagina. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And ends the episode, um, which is also kind of like the one where she has trouble in the steam room. Uh-huh. Yeah. It, it follows the same arc, but they both charmed me. Yeah. Ends the episode uh, under narration, taking a mirror, l- looking down at her goods, and then just going... Uh huh. Yeah. And and leaving it at that. Um, has that episode already occurred in the no, forty? No, no, that's no, later. No. Okay, I would say that the continuity then's a little, mm, just yeah. because apparently she. Well, what happens next is, uh, the artist then asks her to model for his next. That's right. Masterpiece, and she's like, Sketches well, her. maybe. And then it turns out she does it. Right. Yeah. That's a good point. That is and, a good point. And and then you know several episodes, maybe a season later. We have to backpedal um, her own... To her not right. having seen her own y- Unit? equipment. She's seen a, a giant recreation. Yeah, and, and it, presumably she posed for it, which would have been just her, I mean, 
in yeah. some kind of a position. Yeah. I was going to say stirrups, but not necessarily. But but most likely. Yeah. Let's be honest. You know, otherwise she'd cramp. Yeah. Um, so we've covered A, a line and B line. Miranda doesn't really have a storyline in this episode, except that we see that she's still dating Skipper. I hate um, that guy. And what, what cracks me up is Skipper shows up an hour early to pick up Miranda from poker and beer night. And she's completely exasperated by him. She seems to hate him. Aw, he's like a sweet little seal pup. Because you sometimes want a club. Yeah. It's like her little brother showed up to pick her up early from whatever. I'm like, why is she dating him? Well. Please, Marshall, enlighten us. Please, I'd love to know. The man that that she winds up with, I do believe, is like the bartender. That's right. Spoiler alert. Who occupationally is far beneath her. As yeah. as a as a high power corporate lawyer, yeah. Um, I don't know Skipper's story, but he seems to be um, meek. Yeah, he's like a flaccid belly. Perhaps milk toast. <laughs> he's supposed to be younger. Okay, I think yeah. he's supposed to be like twenty five, whereas the rest of the girls are like early thirties. That, that makes sense. Late thirties. So, however it is, you like gauge your own success. She tends to um, go for guys that are less in in that yeah. whatever column she's she's taking sure. off. So Skipper seems to be just kind of following suit yeah. into what, or, what, what she's or into. Or initiating suit. Yeah. He's the kind of the first we really see her with. Oh, I see. Um, okay. I, before we, we've got 10 minutes or so. Um, before we wrap up, I do want to talk about, um, <laughs> I want to talk about the direction of this episode. Oh, man. Um, do, do we which, have the director's name? Yes. Uh, Susan, Susan Seidelman, who also directed the pilot. Um, all right. but, but w- w- the main thing that we all reacted to was the shoe wipe. Oh, there was a yeah. terrible There was a wipe, wipe that was in the shape of a shoe. I doubt that was in the script. Yeah. No, uh, that was, was somewhere not. in editing. Someone said, you know, I've got a shoe wipe in this computer. There's also and the guy a lot said, of... why are you talking? <laughs> Put it in immediately. <laughs> there was a lot of really uncomfortable, like weird slow-mo. And there was a track in Zoom. There was a lot of... Uh, she also flew at one point. Yeah, there was a lot of 80s public access slow-mo. What was um, that? Someone explain, because you guys both have like more film training uh, than I do. There's a shot like where they're at a fountain. And yeah, why like did a... you guys laugh? Uh, just because it was like a, it was like a really fast pull out, I guess. Oh, oh, Do you know oh, what I'm about? I thought it was a as, funny fountain. Uh, no, there was like a really lame zoom. It was I a mean, zoom out. Yeah. But it was, don't, I, yeah. I mean, a zoom in the right moment, especially if it's like a karate zoom is great, but most people don't <laughs> karate zoom. Most people don't zoom anymore. It's like yeah. very, it's just kind of aesthetically ugly. I, I think, ugly. um, yeah. it was the French date. Yes, and it was they a were montage. they were going for a French feel. Yeah, they were like and doing the, the a French, French kind new of, wave kind yeah. of thing, but it did not like work. it was like it was. Um... They had a lot of fun with zooms for about twenty years there. Yeah. yeah, there was some. There was just some really unforgivable directing in this episode. I thought there was some really bad lighting in this episode. I, there, um, there was a moment in Ballsack where, um, <laughs> where I mean, come on. Ball sack. There I know. There was a moment where Carrie was on the stairs and it's like a really harsh blue light. Yeah. And, and like the really bad 80s slow-mo. And there's a really strange moment where Carrie goes over to the table of her, like, you know, Brazilian madam and her weird 
um, Italian friends where she's feeling uncomfortable and she wants to get out and they do that kind of handheld camera with a wide angle lens on everyone's faces Aww. so they're distorted Aww. and it's like yeah it's so it's like what did she do take so drugs cigar I smoke yeah. a cigar uh, <sighs> look what you did you little jerk <laughs> like that there are 15 people in this house and um so oh, one thing I will say is that with the whole Paris thing with her so Meeting Gilles, who is the guy that um, leaves her the thousand dollars, Carrie uses all these French phrases, like she's like, "Oh, I was Genes- just being un peu stupide, je ne sais quoi." Um, she, she continually, there's like five. You're what the French times. call les incompetents. <laughs> <laughs> but I, at least they're establishing. Uh, I, I'm going to try to give them some credit. They're establishing Carrie's love for Paris. Yeah. Five episodes into the show, Ugh, no. or at least for the mm-hmm. French You're culture. No, I'm giving them too much credit. credit. You're okay, giving them well. way too much credit. Um, yeah, I guess so. Uh, I, the 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 lesson, Marshall, that I think you and I should take from mm. this episode is always carry a tampon. Always carry a tampon That's wherever right. sure. you go because that someone might need it in the ladies' room. Off. Because what what Alec is referring to is, um, Carrie and Samantha have gone back to Ballsack. Um, oh, I thought you meant in case of a knife wound. Or a broken or a nose. nose. Yeah. yeah. Um, they've gone back to Ballsack and uh, are again waiting for a table and the stupid hostess won't let them in. And then Carrie runs into the hostess in the bathroom who ne- and the hostess needs a tampon. Carrie has one. They get in. Um, also, the um, the the wrap up the or the kind of non wrap up to the let's talk about the um, where Amelita she, Carrie sees Amelita again at Ballsack mm-hmm. and. She's like, come, come to Venice with us. It is the most beautiful city. And Carrie, the the guy like pulls Carrie onto his lap and yeah. he's like, you must come. And yeah. she's like, no. Well, he, yeah. he puts his hand on her butt. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, her arc kind of ends when she removes his hand from Big her move. butt. It was yeah. tempting. It was momentarily tempting to step into this life where people would just take care of her and maybe she'd sure. get married to a guy in this world, but that's not and It's not caring. You know, if you want to... Uh, You're like, a, I don't know why. It sounds amazing to me. Yeah, it sounds great. <laughs> Some good uh, made-for-cable look at this world. Watch the Mad Men episode, The Jet Set. Oh, yes. Which one is that? Uh, it's, it's where he, he takes a vacation from himself and just like, uh, he's in like Palm Springs. He goes to Palm Springs. That's right. And he's and just at sort, that sort of like disappears super mod party with all these people yeah, yeah, yeah. for a little while. Sure. Yep. I remember that. Um, you know, it, it, it takes an hour to really get to know these, these people. Yeah. Um, sure. and, and this was just, you know, less than half an hour. Uh, Marshall, would you ever watch this episode again? I'll say no. <laughs> there, yeah. there are better episodes. That is correct. Yeah. There and really are. And I can't wait for you to join us for some of them. Do you think um, that, you know, 10 years later, 12 years later, on the whole, this episode is still relevant? Or it's like, no, it just, at this point, it feels dated. Um, no, it doesn't feel dated. Uh, because... Uh, it, it's not relevant in the sense that it's current. Yeah. But it doesn't feel dated in the sense that it is sort of old as time. Yeah. So. Would you put one of those giant vagina paintings in your apartment? Uh, in the living room. Yeah, but not in my bedroom. I haven't I seen. I would. They're a, beautiful. I haven't seen a vagina that big since I watched 19 Kids and Counting. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh man. What's her name? Michelle Duggar. Duggar? Michelle Duggar. Yeah. They just I'm, walk out. I'm gonna now. tell her. I'm gonna tell her you said. They just walk out. Yeah. <laughs> Alec Wells. Um. Thanks so much for joining us. Yeah. Anything sure else day. you want to add? Uh, Any other thoughts, Marshall? We got just a, just a couple. Well, minutes. I can consult my notes, and and I, I did find an, an additional note that makes me kind of regret taking you down that hitchhiker rabbit hole that I did. Yeah. Um, I don't regret a moment of it. I would like to just compare her uh, stopping and talking to the camera to um, uh, Saved by the Bell. It was yeah. really saved oh, by the bell. Oh, sure. It was a total Zach Morris. True. Without the laugh track. It smacks of the hitchhiker, but it, it's really more <laughs> Zach Morris, where everything was just like, and freeze. Yeah. Talk to the camera. Also, these characters can't hear she me. She talks to the camera when she's hugging yeah. someone oh in my this God, episode. Bitch can your hear mouth is yeah, two mouth inches is from her ear. That's yeah. right. Yeah. yeah. No, and at least in the other the episodes, bell. it hasn't been that like weirdly surreal. Like She's been talking to the camera, but she's in a room typing on her computer. Not here. She forgot I to call time I swear I turned my ringer off. No, that was a perfect Sex in the City saxophone. It was. Well, we were so glad to have you. Thank you for joining really us here, Sure, Rachel. thanks for having me. Thanks for thinking we'll of me so again. early worry. in the run. Yeah, we got some... Listen, we gotta we gotta have good people in here to help us get through these first season episodes. It's hard for Alec. Yeah. I can see he's in physical pain when I we're am. watching these When When do you think it's really going to find its feet? Oh, Second I know. Season? I think it's season two. It's season two. Is, is yeah. there a breakthrough episode? Uh, where you're like, it was never the same after that. What's, what's the second episode? Attack of the five foot ten that, woman or whatever. Is that the I, that, I, I think that's the name two? of it. I, but yeah, that's it's a great early episode. in season two. The girls, they each kind of have their um, different points of view and. Uh, you know, they've kind of figured out, like, each of the girls should have a storyline in the episode. And, Is, you know, the, you know what episode really brought me on board? Tell me. Uh, the one where none of them are having sex. Because it, it was that? Sex and the City. Sex, it, the was, it was, it was, a, a, se- it was a season premiere. And oh, okay. for four different reasons, all four of them weren't having sex. Well, first of all, Attack of the Five Foot Ten Woman is uh, is episode three of season three. Whoops. Season two is still a little bit. Season two is great, though. Are you talking Take about. Me. Oh, wait. Charlotte Gets the Rabbit was pretty key. Oh, sure. Oh, yeah. Attack of the Five deal. Foot Ten. There it is. Yeah, right? but that's season three, not oh, season two. Okay. Yeah. There must be something in season two that stuck out. Whatever. There's They're a lot good. of great yeah, stuff just in, in season two. Um, I like the I like the cheating curve. Um, there's a lot of there's a lot of really great big stuff in season two, Mister mm. Big, which is. Oh, why by the way, he's I like twenty years older than me. <laughs> I, I I want to point out that as I was being mistaken for him. Yeah. Like size wise, I'm kind of there, and I have dark hair as well. Yeah. Um, no. I've met him. Go but on. you'll have to tune into later episodes to hear that story. Tune in, folks. Mm-hmm. I-, I pictured you in front of Grauman's Chinese Theater when this happened, but that's not where it was. I painted it that way to sound that way. Okay. Yeah. That... But really, it was the Wax Museum. Sure. Oh, yeah. Sure. Weirdly, you were standing next to a wax figure of Mr. Big, <laughs> and they still didn't. They no. still didn't realize. No. Um, so, so thank you again for listening. If you've been listening all the way through so far, this is the end of the fifth episode. My gosh, only ninety for five hours. Only ninety-one more to yeah. go after this. Looking forward to. Um, it. And who knows? Maybe we'll round it out because ninety-six episodes. If we're doing, there's no way we'll do one hour-long episode for each film. I'm thinking we're going to have to do a couple extras of, like, commentary or something, just to round it out to 100. You're going to 100. We're going to have to. Marshall, Um, where can they go to hear Boys and Ghouls? 
uh, iTunes for one, um, or the source boysandghouls.podbean.com. We're also on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and Pinterest. Tumblr. Tumblr. You said Facebook. I did. Uh, yeah, a- anywhere that's free on the internet. Yep. Uh, we'll, we'll try to meet you there. Yeah. So go listen, and um, thanks for listening. And Alec, yeah. you want to send us out? Uh, until next time. Beware the moon. Wait. No! Oh shit. <laughs> until next time. Carry on. Yeah.